The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Thursday, January 5th. It's 2023, 533 right now. And I realized something, Steph. What's that? I need a new daily calendar. Oh, you do love to rip off the, what do you have, like a dog a day or something like that? Yeah, so I had two different ones the past two years. So two years ago, it was a literal picture of a dog. And then it would just have a funny description about them, <laughs> about the picture and everything. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I had this thing called Dog Thoughts, and it kind of, uh, it was like cartoony, and it and it had a caption about what the dog was thinking on that specific day. <laughs> and I realized something over the last two years is that I love the literal picture of a real dog more than the cartoon dog, because I really, really fell behind on the cartoon thought calendar. Right. You really did. You had like six months left of the year by the time the clock rolled over yeah. the other day. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I didn't use it after a while, and I hate saying that. Uh, but I need to go back, and I need to get that real dog calendar, the daily dog calendar. It's from this like viral social media account called We Rate Dogs, <laughs> and they just give them like 13 out of 10s and tell them that they're good boys all the time. And are good dogs. It's the perfect account for you. Are you sure you're not running that? Is this a silent plug for your yourself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. But then they also put out the dog thoughts as well. But I'm just more so a real dog person than a cartoon dog. Right. So, um, I just realize as I come in in the morning, I don't have my daily calendar to flip off and rip a page. So this is just a reminder. I need to get that done. Well, I have good news for you, Sean. Ah. Since nobody bought it for you for Christmas and paid full price for it, uh-huh. we are five days into the new year mm. and we're just about into the 50% off calendar Is that territory. How it works? Oh, yeah. We are almost there. If you just wait a couple more days, you probably won't have to pay full price. There we go. It pays to be lazy sometimes. <laughs> Doing the dishes in the kitchen last night where you do them. My living room's pretty close by. <laughs> I thought you would do the dishes in the dishes in the shower, maybe just you know knock two off at once. Yeah, change some scenery. <laughs> uh, no, definitely in the kitchen. But uh, my husband and our friend Jamie were watching a movie in the living room and mm. finished the dishes. So I thought, oh, I'll go purchase it. Oh, what movie is this called? They said the menu, and it was on Disney Plus. And I was like, oh, the menu. That sounds uh, nice. I like to cook. I love cooking shows. This is going to be great. Yeah. I sat down for less than two minutes. And I nearly threw up, Sean. You, you didn't know what the menu was before you sat down? I had no idea. I thought it was a cooking movie. I yeah. thought it was going to be following some fake reality star around <laughs> on her journey to becoming the next top chef. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I've read about it and I've watched the trailer. It's essentially, literally, Eat the Rich, I think, is kind of what the... That is probably the best way you could describe that movie, (laughs) in the literal sense, as you would say. Literally, it's Eat the Rich. It, Yeah, I'm I'm not going to give you any more spoilers. I only saw less than two (laughs) minutes of it. Then I nearly... You're like, mmm, casserole. Nope, that's intestine. (laughs) (laughs) There's a new goal I am striving for in life, Steph. Okay. And it is to be a dinkwad. Oh, I, did you just say Dinkwad? Dinkwad. Yeah, it's an acronym. I wish it... Uh, actually, no, I'm happy it's an acronym. Yeah. So <laughs> there was an acronym floating around of just being a dink, and yes. that is dual income, no kids. Yes. 
I and, do know that acronym for sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's something I'm striving for, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, but then the dinkwad came around. I'm like, no, this is what I need. This is what I need to be. I need to be a dinkwad. Dual income, no kids. With a dog. With a dog. Oh, all right. Okay. Like this is life goals right here. Wow. We is this like your 2023 goal? Are we starting off the year five days in with a new plan? You've got 358 mm. days left to fill it. I don't know if it's a it's the goal for the future. I'm not going to put a set date on it, but okay. that's the goal for the future. Uh, because yeah, no kids. Dog, dual income, I think that's the way to thrive in this world nowadays. Uh, yeah, Sean, I feel like I'm going to put a goal on it. I'm going to save this conversation that we're having <laughs> right now. And next year on December 31st, I'm going to be like, Sean, we spoke this into existence. But you have to believe it with me. We wow. have to both. It's putting a lot of pressure. <laughs> I, it's that manifest thing we were talking about. You just got to speak it out loud, Sean. <laughs> dinkwad. I want to be a dinkwad. I want to be a dinkwad. <laughs> Went to a golf simulator last night. Your husband was there along with two of our other friends. And I think your husband has me rethinking the whole uh, how to golf at a simulator situation, Steph. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's quite the athlete. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> the specimen you have over there is top-notch. I absolutely love him. I am glad to hear it. Did he wow you? Did he actually beat you, Sean? No, he didn't beat me. He he just golfed a lot. He And so I won. <laughs> Technically, in golf terms, I won. Uh, but he, he got to get in so many more shots on the simulator. He did say he golfed three times more than anyone else there last <laughs> night. Yeah, so I think I finished like eight over through nine holes, something along those lines. And your husband was like 60 over. <laughs> and so that's like every shot is a stroke type of thing. And so for, he took like for every eight shots he took, I took one shot. <laughs> wow, that's so, one way to put it. In golf terms, <laughs> he got a lot more golfing than me, and I'm like, maybe I should do that. Maybe you should start sucking, I guess, is what we're <laughs> what you're trying to say here, isn't it? That yeah. my husband is a bad athlete? Yeah, and because like <laughs> in terms of golf, like in real life, that would just be miserable because you actually have to travel and you have to drive the cart or walk and then you have to go to your ball and then you have to get frustrated and hit it. But with a simulator, you just stand there just... and then you hit it. And then you just get to hit it again and hit it again. You don't have to travel anywhere. And so you're not really doing any like the exercise or the frustrating part of just like zigzagging up and down, back and forth on the course and losing a ball and it goes into the river or it goes into the out of bounds, into the bush. Like you don't lose your ball here. So there's no frustration part of that. It's just constantly going golfing and hitting it. So he's on to something here. It does seem like he even got more exercise. Like you said, he didn't have to go search for his ball, but that's a lot of swings. That's. That's True. a lot of uh, core movement going on. Big time. And there is a little bit of walking. you got to walk like five steps up to the screen and grab your ball and then come back. So there was a little bit of that. But then, yeah, so I would just stripe one like 250 down the, the fairway. And then, well, thankfully, the hockey game was on. And so... <laughs> I had something to do, so I would oh stripe one two fifty down the middle of the fairway, and then and then your husband would go up, and then he would take like twenty minutes, so I could just like kind of just like look over and just like watch Canada beat the Amer- Americans last night. This so. is the kindest way anybody has ever said you're a really bad athlete in my life. I've never heard anything pa- nicer. Pass my my comments along, will you? <laughs> Got you, Sean. I've been having some very shocking moments in the kitchen at work here. Electrocuted. 
Uh, I wish I was getting some sort of a jolt here, but no, we seem to be out of caffeinated coffee. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't venture into our own coffee here. I just don't like, I don't like the machine we have. Okay, you know what? You just like to spend two dollars and sixty cents more than me every day because I get free, usually caffeinated coffee up here at work. Yeah, worse too. But yeah, anyways, continue on. <laughs> okay. Well, yesterday I came to work and we were out of caffeinated coffee and so I thought perhaps the placebo effect will work. Oh yeah, well, your alternatives are just drink the decaf? Drink the decaf, wow. yeah. So how, so how long are you on the decaf train? Okay, well, I had two of them yesterday morning. I felt <laughs> like a sloth. It did not work at all. I was so tired. And so then I sent an email and asked for us to have our coffee restocked, and I didn't get a response. So I was like, uh-oh, this morning I'm going to be a few minutes late for work because I need to stop and get wow. some caffeinated coffee. Wow. So our work together is not as important as getting caffeinated coffee. Um, You're going to be late. Our work together is so important. I'm willing to be late so that I can be alert. I can be more funny. I can be a better friend to you. If only that were the case. Oh, if wow. only. <laughs> Who is this guy? I revoked the friendship now. Team Canada and Connor Bedard, they're playing for a gold medal today, Steph. Playing for a gold medal today. They had a big game yesterday, though, right? Yeah, they took on the <gasps> Americans. Whenever Canada and the USA meet for anything, it is always just a heated rivalry, and I love it. I love it so much. Could you tear your eyes away? Was it a good game? Yeah, it, it was really good. It was really good. So I actually made almost a crucial mistake of going out with the boys and doing a golf simulator yesterday, but I knew that the place that we were going... I almost canceled. I knew the place <laughs> that we're going to had televisions there and so I knew I could golf and watch the game at the same time uh, so crisis averted oh my gosh what but, a travesty that would have been yeah and and your hu- your husband was there with, at the golf simulator uh, he just became a Canadian citizen mm-hmm. and but he's also he, he was American before that <laughs> and so I had to just kind of let him know that even though he is Canadian I had to kind of rub it in that <laughs> Canada won 6-2 to two last oh, night okay. so they beat the Americans Six to two. So it's like you can celebrate with us, but also in your face type of thing. Uh, so that was great. You can ask them about that. Uh, and then, and then, so yeah, so now today, uh, Team Canada, 4.30 this afternoon, they take on Czechia. And Czechia kicked Canada's butt earlier in the tournament, actually. So hopefully it's like a little redemption type of game here. For sure. Now, did you make any plans to go out this evening or is it just like all your screen focus will be there and you will only be sitting on your couch. Yeah, today today's sound, it's going to be full on the hockey game. I am going to be zoned in on my couch just proudly wearing my red plaid Hopefully watching Canada take home gold medal for the second year in a row. All right. Text me after. Let me know how it goes. A new study has been done by this company called Love Honey, and they have announced that they have poured over many documents and many feelings, and they have decided that they know the sexiest men's names of all time. Sexiest men's names? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Sean on there? Uh, sorry to disappoint. It is not. Well, it's a stupid list then. <laughs> stupid list. Who, where? Come on. Who are they asking? What? Uh, apparently, they went through 
the romantic novels, oh. the romantic movies. They've polled the public. And they're looking for those characters oh. that just really, who they name after. Yeah, who people are like, oh, you know what? He's gonna be the star of the show, and yeah. all the ladies are gonna swoon for him. We're gonna name him Leonardo. Leonardo. Leo. Well, interestingly, the <laughs> top name they say stems from a role that Leo played. There we go. In I knew it. I knew it. Jack. Jack is the top name. Jack is the top name? Yes, but there are a few other options. There are quite a few that tied for second. Any yeah, let's guesses? hear them. You don't have any guesses? Uh, mine was Leo. Yeah, that's oh, all I could come okay. up with. Yeah. All right. Nick. Ew. Uh, it's all the Nicks out there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> James. Eh. Ben. Uh, They're not very exotic. I ben. thought they were going to be like... I don't know. Something from one of the romantic countries with the romantic languages. Yeah, you know? suave kind of different name. But yeah, sure. If you're looking for the, those just sound like 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 uh, middle class 40s. That's what I get out of those names. <laughs> I guess at this point, like maybe because all the Jake rom-coms. from State Farm, my friend Ben, who is an IT nerd. Like, <laughs> Oh, no. But Jack, Jack was good in the Titanic. Jack is also like the family. Oh, yes, Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And he's the family man in This Is Us. Oh. Jack is, like, quite a name. Jack is very versatile, I guess. Yeah, he's got a lot he's of... He's a young, sexy Leonardo. He's a pirate. He's a emotional person in This Is Us, which I can only assume I haven't seen. Yeah, it's great. He's he's quite quite the man in that one. Yeah. Um, and then coming in third place, tied for third, are Peter and Joe. Peter? Peter. Peter Griffin? Like the cartoon? Oh, that's not sexy at all. <laughs> I think it's so cool how far science has come, or at least to the public knowledge, we know of how far science has come. And that's because of a recent, uh, I guess, cold case. Okay. There was a, unfortunately, there were uh, four college students who were murdered down in Idaho oh dear. Uh, about a month or so ago. And police, FBI, etc. have been searching for the killer for the time being. And he recently got arrested not too long ago. Hey, there we go. Glad and, to hear it. And now sources are like kind of coming forward with how the arrest took place and everything. And so inside of the house, there's there's... DNA everywhere and so they swab the DNA and then they try and connect it to someone and so they can connect it to the uh, passed away people and then they can eliminate that but then there's just like there's spatter everywhere and so they have to like kind of swab different spots and stuff and then they have to try and connect it and they find some unknown DNA because I think they can find the killer's DNA in there. Whoa, okay. And so they have some unknown DNA. It's not connected to any of the four that they know of in there. And so the way that they go about it was they try to see if, if they've had a, a criminal history because they have their DNA that way. Right. Doesn't connect to anything. So they go on to the next step here. And so the authorities down in America said what they did was they somehow have access to like genealogy sites. Like Ancestry.com and 23andMe? Uh, I didn't know exactly that maybe in the fine print it says that they're allowed to have access to those stuff where people will voluntarily give their DNA to find out like their their history so they somehow have access to those sites and so what they did was um, you share DNA with your family obviously and then so this person directly 
the the killer directly wasn't on any of the genealogy sites, but family members were. So parts of his oh. DNA were showing up <laughs> on these sites, and then so they slowly could start filling in the family tree of like who's alive within this family, Whoa. and then all the people that were so, uh, like kind of like signed up within these sites, and then through that they were piecing together. Okay, now who fits the bill? They found out like how many sons this person, had, this that and the other, and then they're like who fits the bill? Like oh there's uh, someone in their 20s here uh, who's going to a neighboring college about 20, 30 minutes away from the college of where the murders happened. Wow. And then so like maybe it's this person. We don't know for sure because you can't incriminate someone on right. that. And so what they did was like kind of in TV shows, uh, they got that person's DNA somehow. So whether it was a coffee cup left behind, uh, this, that, or the other, they somehow swabbed this person's DNA and then once they went to the lab results, got that coffee cup DNA. I'm just using that as an example. I don't know. And then they had the, the blood sample from within the house, instant match. Whoa. And they're just like, this is our guy. And so they kind of went through the genealogy form to get their like assumed evidence. And then they got their guy. And then so they followed him and, and arrested wow. him. He was all, all the way over. So this happened in Idaho. He was all the way over in Pennsylvania. Wow. When they arrested him. What a crazy thing because he probably thought he was in the clear in yeah. the sense of I don't I'm not registered on any criminal offense things. Yeah. Nobody has my DNA. I'm fine. Obviously a killer would never decide to sign up for some sort of ancestry or <laughs> 23 and me type thing. But Somebody else got him got. I'm so glad he's caught. Yeah, me too. It's, it's great to see this kind of come to an end right here. And and I, I was saying this kind of is like the, the stuff you see on the TV shows and stuff, you know? Oh, totally. They are going to make an episode of Law & Order about this, and they're going to say, oh, no, we didn't take any kind of yeah. <laughs> creative liberties yeah. with this. Yeah, so it's just cool. <laughs> and it's happy that it's uh, coming and getting some closure here and everything. For sure. It's no secret I'm a bit of an overthinker. <laughs> Need to ask you if this is wrong and I, my guilt should It's already be yes. <laughs> I don't even need to hear it. Yes, you're overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I'm in line at a fast food restaurant. Uh -huh. The line hasn't moved. I'm three from the front. Okay. I look to see on the app store if they have a mobile app. Yes. They do. I download it. I create an account. Do the email verification. Damn. Put my credit card information in. And learn how to order on it. Yeah. Place my order and get out of line. Yeah. And then I get my food before the person in front of me orders. Heck yeah. Is it rude? Is it butting in line when you do that? No, you just went to a different teller. You think? Yeah. It's like, it's like mobile order is like the second teller. And so if there was two tellers in person... You would just go to the other one. If the uh, if line one was taking forever, the open teller would just be like, hey, I, I'm free. I can take orders over here. Oh, that is an interesting way to look at it. It's just opening up. It's just shortening the line. But what to about serve more people? All those people were definitely there first ahead of me. And then this this mobile order just comes up so easily. But you're like, that's on them. That's on them for having a smartphone in their pocket and not. Yeah, because I think the way fast food places work this time is because mobile orders are so popular now that they have someone dedicated. They are the teller. Like, they don't have to do the inputting of the order, but they're fetching. They're solely dedicated to grabbing the mobile order orders. 
Whereas the person, the teller at, say, like a Tim Hortons, that teller, they take your order, they type it in, they take your payment, and then they're going to grab the donut. They're going to go make your coffee, and then they're going to come back to the teller and physically take another person's order. Right. Whereas the mobile order, they don't have to do any of the taking payment or writing down your order. They're instantly going to fetch it so i don't i don't think this is you overthinking original question yes overthinking uh i don't think you have to feel bad though if you're taking advantage of a mobile order app okay all right john i appreciate it i'm gonna try and not hold on to these guilty feelings because i was like i've managed to do all these things download this app and fill all this out but i still feel bad that you didn't get to order yet well maybe you can just add their order and pay for it uh, that's a- okay, well, if you're <laughs> hesitating on that, then don't feel bad. We're talking about butting the line. Last night I was at a fast food restaurant, standing in line, and it didn't seem to be moving, so I thought I'd take a shortcut, downloaded their app, mobile ordered. Oh, yeah. Before I was able to get out of the line, the lady already was putting my mobile order on the counter. And so then I went over and took it, and she was like, oh, is that yours? And I said, yes. And then I kind of had to make eye contact with the people <laughs> who were waiting in front of me that I Suckers, just... is that what you, you did? Give, no. a little, give a little degeneration X? <laughs> I did not do any of that. I felt uh. really guilty and was like, I wish that I was going back to my car right now and not going to sit down at a table. Blown opportunity, <laughs> I say that much. No, we waited out to the public as well. We had a couple people text in, comment on Facebook. Uh, Patrick, you said it's a gray area. So Patrick said uh, it hasn't seen a lineup that big where it has been a problem, uh, but he does have all the apps for all the places, and he usually goes that route anyway. Mm, yep. Okay. And Amanda said, considering that we all have these little microcomputers in her pocket, yep. she thinks that it's just the way to go, but she also said it would be nice if you would whisper the hack to other people <laughs> in line. She's like... Hey, I mobile ordered, um, and it took less time here. So why don't you give that a try? I literally downloaded it right here behind you, I and I still their- got it faster than this. Yeah, I got on their Wi-Fi network. Even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, work smarter, not harder is the way to go. New survey has come out about the most annoying email habits. Oh, give it to me. I I am very particular with emails and everything that includes them. You and not me both. I am not particular at all. (laughs) Um, One of the biggest annoyances, they say, is not making your greeting personal. No, don't care. I don't care either. Like if somebody says, hey, and not, hey, Steph, who cares? As long as the meat of the email is organized and good, I'm down for it. A lot of times I'm kind of okay with even if they don't greet me at all. Yeah, 100%. We already said hi this morning. Email culture is so hilarious where it's just like you could be on your fourth, like back and forth. Hey, Steph, comma, enter, enter. And then you get in. It's like, no, we've already talked for like a good bit. We, we can just get into the conversation again. Yeah. And a lot of times I already saw you at the coffee maker. It's okay. <laughs> um, not making your sign off personal, they say, is also uh, email sin. If you say warmly, but don't say warmly, Steph. Oh. They no, think don't that care. that's. Yeah. I, I feel like this is crazy. Um, this one I can agree with attachment size oh yeah when you're emailing somebody and then they're like this organization does not allow this size of attachments 
And you're like, but every other organization does. Like, why do I have to go get Dropbox and ask you if you have it so I can send you a link for it to work? Is that a personal thing with every organization can different like or is that like an Outlook thing or is that like a Gmail thing or like like, oh, you have to load it up to OneDrive to send it to your fellow employees? Like, why? Why? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's really annoying. Uh, The other thing, rambling emails get to the point. Yeah, I like point form. I like actionable point form kind of stuff so I know exactly what I have to respond to and what, yeah, where it's just like one long paragraph. You're like, oh. Yeah, I, I really like this. emails that are split up where they're <laughs> where there's like four questions and you can just copy and paste that and then write your answers in a different yeah. color in between. I'm like, wow, you are a pro emailer. Yes, I love the highlight option. Yeah. Um, and then multiple emails when one would suffice. They'd like you to put it all in one email. I don't really care about that I either. Can, I can do without that. I can do multiple emails because I'm organized on my Because <laughs> I'm organized. <laughs> they did say 64% of people get their inbox to inbox zero, which is where you live. Can't even handle it even after working hours. If you have an email, it can't say one. It must be gone. Yeah. Uh, 38% don't get to inbox zero. I'm in, in that percentage at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, okay. Well, I agree with about like one out of five that they have. So, yeah. Yeah. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every weekday.